Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia and Puerto Rico to be exact. And we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid convo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Welcome back, Nicole. Thank you. Great to be and back. Friends. Hey, friends. <laughs> hey, friends. I love oh my goodness. Say, hey, friends. Hey, friends. It's so, it's so sweet and melodious. Ah. <laughs> Well, thank you. (laughs) Um, I'm like, cannot believe that as we're recording this, we're like nearing the end of November. And as this is publishing, we are ending the year. The year. Oh, gosh. Yeah. How'd that happen? I don't know. Do you feel like time goes faster if it flies more quickly now. I feel like I was just reading something the other day where it's like actually a proven fact that as you get older, time goes faster because you have more um, recognition and experiences. And so there's not very much new that happens to you. Yes, I've Isn't heard that, that too. Yes, it's all yeah. about like saying this. Yep, I recognize yes. that. Nothing and is so, surprising. Like you, yeah. It's kind of like the, because um, I always wondered, I'm like, it makes sense. I'm experiencing it and living it that as I get older, time seems to pass quicker. But why? Why? And then when I read that and it was talking about, you know, when you're a child, you're experiencing a lot for the first time. Your brain is processing like these things. Um, and so everything happens a bit slower, but then, you know, once you, once you kind of have the rhythm and know what's going on, it's like, (laughs) so does that mean it's all about creating more experiences as you get older? So you can still be delighted. I I like that new experiences. Yeah. And recently we were listening, we were on a drive and, um, Omar's got, uh, audio recording of, um, some of Jim Rohn's. Uh, lessons Mm. and teachings and he was talking about life and experiences and kind of the aim is to have experiences but it's more about the intensity of those experiences Mm. to really live in those moments and I feel like okay great the younger you are you have all these new experiences but oftentimes they're quite fleeting or you dismiss them and you're just moving on to the next 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 so maybe mm-hmm. as you get older the focus should be more on having whatever experiences they are they could be travel work career personal whatever making sure and inviting in as much of like the intensity of that experience really mm. living it to the fullest Subscribe. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) Opt me in. Double opt in confirmed. (laughs) Yes, I love that. Yeah. So we don't have to feel bad about getting older. We don't have to feel bad about, you know, 
Life no can still be yeah, exciting. It's just about inviting it all in. Oh, I love I love this topic because I'm just looking at the title where it says recap of the year, looking back, recapping. And anybody that knows me, I'm just such a sucker for a recap. I love to recap. I'm huge on reflection. And I think that that, I mean, I think it plays a big part in talking about, you know, our experiences, living in the moment. Um, I'm all about that. Like I'm huge. And one of my like life changing books that I read was Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. So Mm -hmm. I'm all about the present moment. But I think that so much of our future is shaped on our lessons and our learnings and being able to reflect and carry those things with us is like, I mean, gosh, talk about time flying by. And if you don't give yourself the opportunity to look back, to reflect, to recap, that stuff just like goes in, you know, one ear out the other and never, and then you're not able to carry it with you. So I'm with you. I'm huge on reflection. And I think, again, I think that unless we take the time to step back and recognize the the lessons that we've learned, celebrate the wins that we've had, I think that that's something that a lot of people miss out on. And, you know, it's easy to focus on <coughs> cue recent ep on failure. Um, <laughs> It's easy to focus on, you know, things that went wrong or things that didn't work out the way we wanted them to, but we don't oftentimes give ourselves enough credit and celebrate the wins that we've had. So, yeah, I think that there's there's so many um, things. Gratitude, I think, is another huge one, looking back on, you know, what you've experienced, what you've learned and being grateful for that. Definitely. Oh, man. Do you Mm -hmm. have you always been like a reflection recap looking back type of person or not really? Yeah, because I think about no, I have been I I, I feel like that's kind of my default. I love to there's an element of nostalgia looking back. Uh, I, I really enjoy I love photos and photos allow me to when I look back through, you know, my camera roll. I love going back to photos from, sometimes I select a year just so I can like kind of relive those moments. I love doing that. And I feel like as we come to this time of year um, and that, you know, brings us to, to January where most people set new year's resolutions. I'm less about the new year resolutions. I'm more about, I feel like those happen naturally and you set those goals without being so, this is my new year's resolution. I do it from the point of view of the recap, of looking back on the reflection. I feel like that's maybe the two go hand in hand. I don't know what people's processes are for, you know, setting a New Year's resolution if it means that they take stock of actually looking back on the year. Um, But to answer your question, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love to recap and I and I'm that kind of way even after like a day's event or a short vacation let's recap what were the best things that happened Mm. what was your favorite what wouldn't you do again what happened today so yeah I feel like there's a lot of um a lot of benefit to it yeah, well, to appreciate that and to be able to carry those memories and experiences with you I think is a big part of like the richness of life um, Mm. is to not just have these experiences and and to your point, have them be fleeting, but Mm. have these experiences and then, you know, appreciate them enough to reflect on them and, and, 
and keep them in your in your memory for sure. I'm with you on New Year's resolutions. I've never been a big New Year's resolutions person either. And you know, we're doing this at the end of the year and we're going to be kind of looking back on our um 2021 in this episode and sharing some wins and some lessons learned and maybe even some big goals that are in our site right now. But I think you can do this any time of the year. So no matter when you're tuning in, whether it's January or April or September, um, I think that this is an exercise that I actually try and practice this like quarterly. I mean, I love doing it at the end of the year because I think it feels great to look back on the year as you approach a new one. Um, but I do think that this can be put into practice um, anytime. And I will say on the New Year's resolution front, um, a few years ago, I kept thinking like, man, everyone's so into New Year's resolutions, but again, I've never really been super into it. And then do you follow Chris Brogan? Oh, Chris, it's been a while since he was on my radar, but yeah, we met him in person. He had some great content. We were on the cruise together. That's right. The oh, Podcasters Paradise Cruise. Oh, Chris talk about a, memories. Yes. Oh my gosh. Chris was, is, he's a great guy. Yes, he is like he I mean, he's always kind of been like a, a mentor to me, um, just in that I love his writing. I love his he's got just like he's just a solid salt of the earth human being. Um, and from Chris, I learned about um, choosing words for the year. So instead of New Year's resolutions, I choose a word that I want to kind of help guide and lead my year. So that's always kind of been a fun thing. I'll link up. Chris has a lot of really great articles and and he always shares the words that he's choosing. Um, so we'll link up to that article if anyone's interested and in maybe checking that out in lieu of an, or in addition to a New Year's resolution this year. That's a great one. I'd be curious though how you follow through on that because I know I've heard of the word setting the word for the year. And I think I've done this before, maybe for a couple of years in a row. I can't, I'm going to be honest and I'm guilty of completely just forgetting what that word was. Maybe a few, oh, a few uh-huh. months. Yeah. Which doesn't, you know, <laughs> got to write it down and have it like front and center. I wonder if it's maybe it's not so much like I don't have problems setting goals. I'm very goal oriented. And, you know, we've talked about ambition and drive and all of that. And and I love a good recap. It it could be just and I think this speaks to what works for you. So some people really love setting New Year's resolutions. Some people you have to find that thing that works for you. Um, I know that people I've talked to people who will actually at the end of the day, instead of journaling in the morning, they'll journal in the evening and they will use that time to reflect on what things went well that day and set the intentions for the next day. It's almost like Mm -hmm. doing this little mini end of year recap, New Year's resolution every every single, every single day. Like how how powerful would that be? Incredibly helpful. Yeah. People who, who do that, that I've spoken to say it's game changing. So I think you've got to find that, thing that works for you. I will say that I have started and, and so yeah, maybe I need to give myself a little more credit there. I did start to write down probably from last year, uh, the goals that I had, which were very kind of, you know, in bullet points, personal business. Um, and I wrote them down in a notebook that I have that, that sits on my desk every day. And 
that I see every day. And I do revisit that and look at the goals that I have and make sure that what I do kind of is in alignment with those things that I've set. And yeah, a few months ago, I remember going back to a page from last year and being able to check off the things that I had set. So maybe the word thing didn't work for me, but my list, maybe I'm more of a list person. Hey, yeah, I totally agree. You know what? It's whatever works for you. Yeah. The important thing is to find it. Right. I was, uh, (laughs) same page. (laughs) I was going to say the most important part is that you're trying different things so that you know what works for you. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, I'm super excited to share our recap reflection looking back on the year. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is actually, so this was inspired by our last mastermind call. Nicole and I are in a mastermind with a third incredible woman named Cass. And um, in our last mastermind, we did kind of this reflection exercise. And Nicole and I thought at the end, like, oh, that felt so great. And it was so fulfilling and useful, um, valuable to do that. Like, let's share this on a podcast episode so that our listeners can get a little taste of it as well. And perhaps you, those of you, all our friends who are tuning in, um, can do this with a friend of yours or maybe your partner or a family member, or maybe you are in a mastermind as well or an accountability group and you can share these things too. Or even if you, again, whatever works for you. (laughs) Maybe you write it down in a notebook and call it a day. But yeah, I'm really excited to, um, to share this today. So you feel like kicking us off, Nicole? Yeah, this is, this is great. I I love this. Um, all right. So let's start with the looking back this year. Let's start with the biggest win of the year. Ooh, okay. Biggest win of the year. And, you know, like actually when we were doing this on our mastermind, it's like, you don't need to feel super pressured that it has to be like the one and only biggest win. Like you might have a handful of wins that you want to write down from the year. But for purposes of this episode, we'll just go ahead and share one of each of the categories we're going to hit. Did you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay, fun. Um, My biggest win of the year that I chose is that I was asked to keynote podcast movement, which is like the biggest podcasting conference um, in the United States. And uh, this was their eighth year, 14, 13. I think it was their eighth year this year. Um, which is so incredible. It's a conference that we've been a part of since the very beginning. They started it like off as a Kickstarter, basically. And um, gosh, it, the first one was, I don't know, maybe like 150, a couple hundred people. Um, and now they draw thousands of podcasters together. And it's such an incredible event. Um, I have spoken at many of them. But to have the honor of being asked to keynote was such a huge win for me, especially because like eight years ago, if you asked me to get on stage and speak in front of people, I would have been like, nope. <laughs> that was like a off limits thing for me. I wasn't going to do it. Couldn't do it. Didn't deserve to do it. Didn't have the knowledge to do it. And this year I got to open this conference as the keynote. So that was my big win for this year. Oh, I was so proud of you. That is a huge win and you should be so proud. And I know you are and you deserved it and all of that. Um, 
Oh, so wow. Sweet. Thank you no. so much. Nicole, bless her. She was like trying to tune in virtually and watch me. And oh, she's yes. like, <laughs> so Oh my sweet. gosh. So you. you, you were keynoting, um, whatever it was, what time it was, it was 9am in Nashville and it worked out to be around 11 or midnight here in Sydney. And so I bought the whole pass. I got, you know, I got in touch with, you know, the organizers and you helped me out with that. And I set my alarm because, you know, I go to bed at like 9.30 and I set my alarm and I got up and I'm logged on and refreshing. I literally refreshed the page, I think, like 30 oh, times. I felt awful <laughs> that you like no, no, woke no, up this and is, everything. <laughs> this isn't about me. I was, I, this is just to exp- like to indicate what the magnitude of this event, because I think it, it, it's, it's huge. And I really wanted to be there for that moment. I know you were also going to announce, um, you know, share with everyone. Cause this Our is the time. That, yeah. That we announced yes. the podcast. So, um, so I didn't actually get to see you live. Uh, I then harassed the organizers to get me the recording because <laughs> my account wasn't working. So I'm <laughs> Went to great lengths to, to because I really, um, you know, I, this was a special moment, and and you were so graceful on stage and seeing all those because I was at the first podcast movement. I mean, yes. that, that shows the growth of that conference. You know, there was in two thousand and fourteen, and there were only about a hundred people, and now we're talking thousands of people, and there you are on this massive stage, looking just so graceful and poised and calm you know given the 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 situation um so yeah Mm, thank you it was a big (laughs) moment for me I so appreciate your support I was proud of you um all right so for me there were a couple of things that happened this year that I feel uh on a personal level that I consider big wins because they were goals that I had set and one of them obviously has been the obviously I say obviously but was launching the podcast uh the podcast yeah this was something that was a huge win for me because probably like you uh it required a big shift in getting out of my comfort zone doing something that I feel that I for probably the longest time thought that can't be me you know I've been on the other side of the of the production of a podcast not on the mic and to take this place was really a huge huge scary thing for me to do um and so for me it feels like a big personal win and if you'll allow me I'm going to share a second win which is related to the podcast (laughs) I'm going to do two absolutely (laughs) Um, you know, we're in, it's 2021 as we're recording this and the whole world has been through a very, very tough, uh, almost two years now, if it's not already two years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. And wherever you are in the world, it's been, you know, different levels of, of, of challenge. Um, and most recently, I suppose me being in Sydney, um, over the June, July, August period, uh, we went into lockdown and so, you know, everything is shut. Your life is, you know, you can't go to the gym, you can't go to restaurants, you can't go out really just to just to do the essentials. And um, so in this period is when I, I, we launched the podcast and, mm-hmm. you know, I had a lot of time being at home, working, obviously, thankfully, uh, the business being online, Webinar Ninja and the $100 MBA, that all being online, we're able to keep going. And I'm super, super grateful for that. 
Um, but I chose this time when a, a lot of people struggle, you know, in, in this time for various reasons. I chose this time to to launch the podcast. I had all this time. I used my weekends and, you know, we, we, we set this whole thing up and I feel that's a, that's another huge win. Uh, it's what, I, I guess it goes to what, you know, life serves you lemons or something, hands you lemons, make lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, that old thing. Absolutely. I think that that's like, I think it's a really beautiful win to share because I, I remember near the beginning of the pandemic, um, listening to Dean Graciosi and he was saying, look, everyone is in this together. Um, and when this is over or when we've, you know, discovered a new normal or whatever it might be, how do you want to look back on how you spent your time? And I think that's really amazing that you can look back and say, I, pushed myself, I grew, I did, I, you know, went way outside of my comfort zone. And I was able to provide something amazing to those who tune in and who find these conversations helpful. And I absolutely feel the same way I'm with you in that for sure. So I also have to brag on you for a hot second to our listeners, because your pitch deck for this podcast, like what you envisioned for Nicole and Kate can relate, even though we didn't know it was going to be called that at the time, was just like, it's really moving like your vision for the podcast and, and the sentiment behind it and what you want to accomplish with it. And um, I'm just really happy to be on this journey with you for sure. I'm just happy you said yes. <laughs> <laughs> I did say yes. <laughs> oh, and here we are. Oh, thank you for that. I really, really appreciate that. Um, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> that was a win. I know we want to maybe flip on, flip this on its head and, you know, what is something that maybe didn't go well that we've learned a big lesson from? I can think of a lot of things yeah. that didn't go well personally, but um, mm. how about we, let's start with you again. Okay. So biggest lesson learned. Um I definitely have a lot of lessons learned um, from this year. And, and I think this is one of the most important reflection points because I think that we can learn so much in moving forward in how we present ourselves, how we take action, how we approach different scenarios and things. Um, and a big one for me this year was that not everything has to be about business. And that kind of stemmed from, you know, John and I have been running our business together since, well, John launched in 2012. We've been doing this together since 2013. There were certainly a handful of years at the beginning where it was like business, 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 like a lot. And we love the business. And so it's exciting. And we were happy to do that. Um, like around 2016, when we moved to Puerto Rico, um, we started to kind of see that shift where it became more like of a level playing field, if you will, <laughs> between um, business activities and really, um, you know, feeding our personal uh, passions and interests and and what have you, um, spending a lot of time with each other, traveling, et cetera, making new friends, being a part of our community. And um, 
I almost I had a couple of times this year where I almost started feeling maybe a little bit guilty about the level of personal interests that I had um, and thinking like, oh, man, you know, we have this in- incredible business. I'm so grateful for it. Um, I almost feel like I need to be doing more for what I'm getting back. Um, and I guess that's the beauty of how we've set our business up, right? Um, but it didn't stop me almost feeling a little bit guilty for the personal interests that I had taken on. And so it was a good lesson for me to take a step back and say, you know what, we've heard, worked really hard to build this business. We've created an incredible foundation, an incredible team, incredible systems. And um, and it's okay for not everything to be about business. It's okay to, you know, and actually this podcast was um, was one of those things that made me realize because podcasting is such a big part of our business, of course. I say, of course, but maybe not everyone knows that. So podcasting is a huge part of our business. It basically is our business. Um, and so to start a podcast, you know, I, I even found, I caught myself doing things with this podcast that were very businessy. And I, I like had to kind of slap my hand a little bit and be like, no, this is okay for this to be a totally personal interest where, you know, I'm working on personal growth in a lot of the same ways that you mentioned with putting putting myself out there and talking openly about stuff that maybe I wouldn't be otherwise. And so, yeah, that was a a big uh, lesson for me is that not everything has to be related to business and embracing that. I love that. You, you took, I love the fact that you also reframed the, the guilt, like you're such a hard worker. I can attest to how, you know, hardworking you and John are and you know, the result of that is this incredible business that you've created that has given you, has put you in this position right now that you can afford to do those things that give back to yourself personally. You can grow, you can continue to develop, you can explore other interests. So, you know, you've just done an incredible, incredible job there, but you know, you had that guilt in the beginning, um, that you then were able to reframe. I know we've done a lesson on guilt and it's like, how do you move Mm. past it? Just like we talked about failure last week. How do you, how do you take this, you know, the result of or an outcome? Now I've got more personal, I've got more free time. Um, That's the outcome. I feel guilty for it. What can I, how can I reframe this? And, Mm -hmm. and you've made, yeah, you've, you've derived a huge lesson from it. I think that's awesome. I think it's awesome. Thank you. Mm. Thanks, friend. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, what about you? Oh, the biggest lesson learned was perhaps a business lesson because it was the one that hurt the most. Because <laughs> like mm. you said, it's hard sometimes to what's the number one thing? What's the best? What's the top? I always, I've always struggled with, um, you know, categorizing things and ranking things in that, in that way. But I feel like I've struggled. It's not actually a struggle. It just takes me a little bit of time. And I think the process of writing things down, and I think anyone who struggles um, with this whole process, um, it's just a matter of just giving yourself the time, you know, sitting down, whether Mm -hmm. it's writing it down, whether it's recording something onto your phone. So I think when I was able to do that and reflect because we prepared 
for our mastermind uh, call with Cass, you know, I had to really dig deep. And so it was very easy to come up with the thing that I learned the most because it hurt the most. <laughs> and in business, it was, you know, at the beginning of this year, um, we hit a really, really rough moment. And, you know, without going into the weeds, what we learned from that was it's it's the team it's the people that you you know you give responsibility to it's the the responsibility that you have yourself as a business owner to put the right people in place to execute the things that they need to do and 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 you know move things forward and it never sort of came more true that if you have people who aren't well suited, who aren't in the right place, the impact is can be devastating. And mm-hmm. we really felt that at the at the start of this year. Um, and you know, if you're a business owner, the one thing that I learned too was that, you know, a bad hire can can cost at least three times the salary of that person. So if you're paying someone big bucks to take big responsibilities and move things forward. The cost of that can be quite huge from a bottom line perspective. And then there's all the morale and the emotional impact and all the, the fallout of, you know, something going wrong. So we don't have to go into the weeds of it, but it was a very, very painful time. We're very fortunate to be, you know, very much on the other, on the other side of it. And, so for me, you know, as a business owner, I am now so careful about, you know, who we bring on in, in cultivating the right work culture, making sure we've put the right people in place and we're giving people the chance to succeed, um, but making sure that the right person for it. So, yeah, that was a tough lesson to learn. I think that's such an excellent one because anybody who is tuning in who is a business owner knows the importance of team and the difficulty in finding the right people and putting them in the right seat. Um, That's absolutely, I think, one of the biggest struggles for a lot of business owners is hiring and retaining talent. Um, So, you know, sometimes those scenarios, situations, experiences that we have to your point, are incredibly painful, but they teach us incredibly valuable lessons. Do you think in, I I know that I related this to a business event, but because it comes down to people and who you surround yourself with, I suppose the takeaway too is always being conscious of who, who's on your team in life. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Oh, look at you. (laughs) I'm awake now. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. I absolutely a hundred percent on board with that. Yeah. I think so looking back on, on the year, it's like, you know, if you, if you are taking stock of things that, you know, your year and, 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 include I suppose you know who's a part of your life and and how mm-hmm. do they impact you know how do they support you or not or not support yeah. you no mm-hmm. yeah absolutely no I, I love that that's a great great addition M- moving on to our third of four points that we'll cover in our recap today Nicole what's one big goal in your sites right now this came from our our call, uh, our mastermind, and it was it was you that really pushed me to realize that 
you know, we need a lot more work-life balance. I need a lot more work-life balance. Um, and, you know, building in more time to take breaks and rest and recharge uh, from the business like almost like what you said it doesn't all have to be business but in a different way (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) um I have to be really conscious of of doing that because I think it's just so easy when you're in love with the work that you do and you've got you know a team you've got a business you've got two businesses and you, you know it can just so easily um just run away from you in the sense that you don't take stock unless you do what we're doing right now and you realize hey how many how many breaks did i take how much time off have i t- have i had um it can you know just very easily escape you so that is that is my goal for this year i am going to commit to more consistent um and omar and i have obviously agreed to do this together because we're in the same situation you know he's he's working extremely hard so yeah that's going to be a goal I love it. And and I love what you said, too, about being conscious of it, because I do think that that's something that you have to be so intentional about. I mean, we already talked today about how fast time goes by, how we're at the end of the year already, um, what happened to this year. It feels like it should still be 2020 and we're almost into 2022. Um, and so, yeah, if you're not intentional about that, you know, the time will pass. The work will happen. And that's not to say that you're like miserable or like you said, you guys love your business and you love what you do, but I I love that goal and I will hold you accountable. (laughs) And so will our listeners. Listeners, reach out to, reach out to Nicole in a couple months and ask her what her, what her work-life balance is looking like. (laughs) (laughs) We'll both do it. We'll all do it. (laughs) Love it. Love it. What about you? So one big goal in my sights right now is I just decided to join the Palmas Del Mar 3 Plus Tennis League. Wow, really? Yeah. I didn't know this. I know. This is this is new news. You all are hearing it first. <laughs> I actually just mentioned it to John this afternoon. So like you really are hearing it first. <laughs> okay, so what does this mean? Um, yeah. So I've I mean, I've been getting back into tennis. I did tennis camps and stuff when I was younger. I didn't play in high school or anything like that, but it is a sport that I took to quite quickly. Um, and I, I definitely enjoyed it in the moment. But, you know, I was into volleyball and basketball and softball and tennis was never I don't even remember if we had a tennis team in high school, to be honest with you. Um, But it was never like really on my radar growing up. And then, you know, recreationally, I got into it a few times, uh, you know, when I was older, tennis courts down the street, like, hey, let's go be active and play tennis. Um, And then when we moved to Palmas, they have, you know, there's like 18 tennis courts here. It's part of the athletic membership. Um, Being a part of the athletic club, you have access to the tennis courts. Um, And I've met so many incredible girls through playing. It's been a really fun way to meet new people. Um, I'm in a couple of different groups where like we play, you know, different mornings each week. And then I I was out playing a couple weeks ago. And one of the girls that I play with says, well, you're going to join the league, right? 
And tennis does ratings. So you're either like a two, a 2.5, a three, a 3.5, a four, you know, so that like, that's kind of like your skill level, if you will. So there's a ladies three plus. And so that's basically like, they probably, I don't think they have a four league, but that would probably be like the next um, league step. Um, so there's a three O league. And um, I thought, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'm joining the league. And so that's my my big goal right now is to just like give it my all, have fun. Uh, it's an um, incredible group of girls. There's like eight to 10 girls, I think, on the team. And we'll do, it's like three months. So it'll be, a, if nothing else, it'll be a super fun three months. So I, I mean, it would be amazing if we could win, you know, our <laughs> league. Um, so I'll keep you posted. <laughs> That's super exciting. Was it in the last episode that we talked about new experiences and, yeah. you know, so I love this because you've, you've obviously rattled off a whole list of amazing, uh, of sports that you played, which is, um, is so great. I admire you for that. Like you really are an athlete. It's, it's <laughs> But what I'm trying to say is that you hadn't played tennis and you you were very much into running. We've talked about running on the podcast and your mm-hmm. marathons. Is this kind of the new thing that you're going to focus on? It's like a new, ho- well, not hobby. We'll just say, yeah, the next new yeah. thing. I'd call it a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still doing my running, not okay. cheating on running. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Um, so it's not so replacing. Still very it's, much you're not, not replacing. replacing now. Oh, okay. Now. Mm-hmm. I found it to just be a really fun, like added athletic activity that like, you know, some, sometimes I'm just going out and hitting and it's super fun and I'm meeting new people and other times I'm on the court and I get to, you know, be a little competitive, um, work out a little stress and, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. Um, I think it's great. So yeah, I mean, yeah, thank you. Um, I'm just having fun with it. Yeah, the way that I approach most things in life right now is like, if I'm enjoying it, then I'm going to continue doing it. And if I'm not, then I'm not. And, and I'm enjoying it. So we all need a little bit more of that. That is, yeah. <laughs> that is a great yeah. mindset. And I love that you said uh, that, you know, one of the biggest lessons learned is that it doesn't all have to be business. And your one yes. of your big goals is something that's, that's personal. And it's, it's such a great goal because we're both advocates for, you know, being healthy, really making sure that our health is in check, you know, whether that's working out, right, eating well, all of that. So I love that this is, you know, it's like it contributes to that as well. So it's, um, oh, oh, we had three or four, right? We have one more thing to cover yes, in our, re- in our one recap. More. Mm-hmm. One more. All right. Our last one is sharing a recommendation. And that could be a resource, a person to follow, my, my recommendation is going to be kind of like a mindset thing that I'm, and, and a recommendation for how I feel others might leverage this type of mindset as well. So um, what do you think, Nicole? What would be your one recommendation you want to share? Oh, so I go first and then you'll share your mindset? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was, just, that was just a little teaser. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Keeping everyone on the edge of their seat. <laughs> a little suspense. <laughs> no, I like that. So if, you're, if you'll do a mindset one, I'll do a very practical um, strategy that really helped me in, 
in my um, health, kicking some health goals. Um, so I think I've talked a little bit about this before that I got a personal trainer uh, this year. Funnily enough, during that lockdown period that I, I talked about during uh, in June. And that was another goal that I wanted to, to kick, you know, to get my health back on track. And um, with Zach, my trainer, he's got me tracking on a spreadsheet, pretty, you know, mundane thing to do. But every morning um, on a spreadsheet, I track a whole bunch of metrics, um, uh, sleep, uh, heart rate, what I've eaten, if I've worked out a couple of other things. It, it literally takes me a few minutes. Um, but so, so why is this, why is the whole tracking thing important and a spreadsheet going to be my strategy that's game changing for everyone? Let me <laughs> give the big reveal here. For me, what happened in this process of very minute tracking, it unlocked uh, a huge understanding about uh, what I was able to accomplish. I think I thought a lot about my uh, health goals as, oh, you know, things are not going to shift because I'm at this age now, or it's just my body type, or um, it's, yeah, this is just my anatomy or whatever, right? And through this process of tracking daily um, all these stats that, you know, are working towards the goals that I want... I was actually able to see over time, not from a day-to-day basis, because it's really frustrating. Day-to-day, there's not that many changes. Maybe even the first month, there's not any changes. But over like the course of doing this, it, the, un, the kind of shift happened at the fourth month. So we're talking every single day for four months, tracking all these metrics. I was able to say that, oh yeah, things can change if I do X, Y, Z. And I, I had, I was able to see that only because I had that data. So how, well, how can this apply um, to our listener friends? I suppose, I don't know who said this, but the idea is that if you, you can't measure something, if you can't measure something, you can't improve it. So the whole point being here is that if I'm able to track and measure very specific uh, inf- data points, uh, it sounds very, you know, mechanical, um, I won't be able to improve. I won't be able to see results. I won't be able to see that improvement. So that was, that was game changing for me. Yeah, that's huge. I love that. That's a great one. And I think that like your example of doing it with health metrics, I think, you know, can help people apply it to like so many different things, right? I mean, you could do this with you could be tracking meals that you're eating. And like, if you're trying to get more of a certain type of food in your body, you know, like, these types of it's also accountability, right? I mean, being able to track this and and measure what you're doing on a daily basis, I think is great accountability as well. Yeah, probably saving as well. People would have a savings goal. I mean, again, yeah. it's just, it's that, mm-hmm. I guess it's that visual. That's what I think mm. is also impactful. It's the visual that feedback that you get because you can kind of think, oh yeah, I'm doing all the right things. Yeah, I didn't spend this week. So therefore I must have a little bit more in my savings until you actually get a visual on it and see, you know, progress um, and how it's stacking up over time. You really don't have a clear picture of it. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to harp too much on this, but um, (laughs) (laughs) what's your strategy? Let's finish off on um, the mindset. Okay. My my mindset strategy um, 
So in a nutshell, I'll just come out and say it and then I'll do a, I'll, I'll do a little, a number on it for you, um, is to enjoy the process. I think that that is very often lost, um, whether it be personal business, your job, your relationship, um, you know, we're all on a journey and, uh, in entrepreneurship, actually, it's often referred to as enjoy the journey. There are going to be lots of, you know, bumps and, and roadblocks and, but all of us are, are looking to get somewhere and to your point also in, in line with your strategy, you know, improve in certain areas of our lives and um, progress. And I think it's important to enjoy that process and to recognize the wins that we have along the way to, you know, this is very in line with what we're doing today. In fact, is, you know, learn from the lessons um, that we encounter, um, take those with us, let them inform future decisions and help us make better decisions. Um, and this really came about actually because um, we've mentioned this a few times, but John and I are planning our wedding right now. And, you know, I've had a lot of people reach out and say like, oh my gosh, you must be so stressed out. Like, aren't you just so excited for it to be here already? And then you don't have to worry about all of these things. And I'm thinking like, and I, and I say this to people too. I'm like, I am having so much fun. I love this process and I am like enjoying it and I'm happy to be in the midst of it, in the thick of it. And, you know, I'm, I give the example of planning our wedding, but I think it extends to so many different areas of your life and to so many different things as to just don't forget to enjoy the process. That would be my one recommendation that I want to share. I love that so much. I think about um, when we're planning trips, I feel Omar does this a lot. He really enjoys the process of the planning Mm. And the imagining of getting to the destination and the places that he'll see that he's never seen before. He did this very much last year when we went to Japan for the first time together. Um, and, and I've seen him do this in, in, in previous years. And it, But it kind of dawned on me last year when he was planning uh, that trip that he's so into the, the, the process, the journey of the planning phase Sometimes mm. I said to him, you, I hope you're going to enjoy the actual trip as much as you're enjoying this <laughs> because I see how much um, enjoyment he gets out of that process. And similar to you, I love that because you're right. So many people would just think, let's get to the destination, right? That's how mm. we generally are wired to think and don't you want it to be over already? And you miss out on so much in between and so much that can be fun and give you so much joy. Um, so I love that you that you chose that because I feel like in the example that I, that I gave now with, with planning for a holiday, um, you know, he's almost going on this trip twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. I really do feel like it's a part, like, I think it, I feel that enjoying the process is part of the overall experience to, you know, reaching whatever goal or, or getting to whatever destination you're looking to get to is, yeah, the process of planning it, of imagining it. And, and honestly, like, 
I have so much fun just sitting and thinking about like, I, I visualize like, you know, what that day is going to be like and, and what our welcome party is going to look like and different interactions that I'm going to get to have with people that I don't get to see very often. And like, that is, I, I love it. I love every single bit of that. So such yeah. a healthy mindset. It's such a health, like, yeah, you're actually just, you're in that positive state of mind in those moments. Um, and it's almost like a trick of the brain, right? Like you're, mm. even though you're not really experiencing that moment, it's not the day, which, oh my gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> the actual day. Yeah. I'm not personally yep. me as a friend. Um, you know, the, <laughs> I can't imagine for you. Well, I can't imagine, um, you know, but you're living through those, those positive emotions in, in, in the time that you're kind of daydreaming, thinking about it, planning. That's great. Yeah. Oh gosh, we could I could recap and talk on this topic <laughs> for hours. <laughs> I know. I feel like I have a bunch more wins and lessons and goals and recommendations that I'd love to share, but we also have a lot of episodes to come in the future. So there you go. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> Oh, this is amazing, Nicole. I'm so happy to hear and be able to share and look back on our year together. And friends, as we close out today's chat on our look back, our recap, we hope that you too have picked up a couple of things that you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, we hope you take the time to recap and look back on your year and, um, and you know, find uh, as much value as we did. And if you have a friend who also might find this conversation helpful, please share it with them. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. And after you get your friends to tune in, you guys can do a recap together. <laughs> Fun! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Until next time.